0: Hello, welcome to Talkers Talk, the podcast where Talkers Talk. I'm Ty Windish. I'm joined by Ben Mahich. Uh, happy National Personal Chef Day. Uh, speaking of personal chefs, you don't need a chef to cook trail mix because it comes already <laughs> assembled. But uh, I want to talk about trail mix to start here. I always like to get the heaviest issue out of the way early on this podcast so we can focus on some levity afterward. Um dark days in Oshkosh as before I left to go home from Milwaukee yesterday I vividly remember eating some trail mix and not finishing the bag I remember that detail that there was trail mix left in the bag and I got back today and I was I was hungry I didn't really eat much breakfast and I got back at like one or maybe a little after that somewhere around there and I was like man you know what I uh, would hit the spot right now? The rest of that trail mix, man. There's M&Ms in there. There's raisins in there. There's peanuts in there. That's all the food groups, I think. So I was pumped. I was like, all right, let's find this trail mix, and this will give me the energy I need. I got new sheets to put on my bed. I got clothes to put away. Guess what, people? Clothes aren't put away. The sheets aren't on the bed, because i never found the trail mix. I spent the whole time from me getting home to me doing this podcast right now, making art, looking for this trail mix. And I haven't been able to find it, and it's all that's on my mind right now.
1: Did you leave this trail mix, high, with the intention of following up the next day and eating it? Like, did you save this trail mix? I mean,
0: it was, I think it was partially that I saved it, and partially, like, I wanted to get going, and I didn't want to take the time to eat all the trail mix yesterday. It's not a huge bag. I got it for a dollar at Office Max. Turns out everything in Office Max is on sale. Because no Ooh. one goes inside Office Max. I got 80k cups for twenty dollars. Like <laughs> Office Max, bro. Like they're trying to move inventory because no one goes in that joint anymore because Amazon and everything else. But uh, so I'd say it was partially. I didn't have time to finish it. Partially, like yeah, I was like, man, come home. Like I'm not a huge fan of driving. I just got my license last year, so you know I make that drive up from Milwaukee. I want to get in and relax with some trail mix. Put on some some Drake. Light a candle. Mm. And crack open the rest of that bag. That's what I wanted to do.
1: Were you under the influence of anything which last t- night which... while you were munching on the trail mix? No,
0: nah, see, I was eating it in the morning. Like, I left at, like, oh, wow. 10 a.m. Yeah, I left at, like, 10 a.m. So Maybe no. this
1: is a blessing that you lost this trail mix. That's, that's way too early to be munching on some trail mix, I think.
0: It was, I think, I don't know, it got my day going. But, like, the salty and sweet combo, I just feel like,
1: is unbeatable. That is pretty true. If you ever get the chance to try spicy trail mix, like the hot... Oh boy. the hot Cheetos mixed in there, that's, that's the go-to snack, I think. With the spicy like, pretzels, ooh.
0: Isn't it crazy how, like, snacks, like, you can just put together almost any combo and it ends up being good?
1: I know, it's pretty crazy, man.
0: Like, those munchies, like, that are ridiculously expensive, but it's, like, Cheetos, Sun Chips, pretzels, and, like, rye, rye, whatever, like, the little things from the Gallettos, like, that's right. a, that's a, that's a treat, that's a blessing.
1: I know, man. I ordered some Indian food last night. And I'm like an Indian food connoisseur. Yeah, you
0: eat a lot of Indian food.
1: But I order it medium because I can't really handle it too hot. But the guy thought I wanted it hot, I guess. Oh no. Dude, I almost died. Like my girlfriend was crying at my reaction, man. Like I was slumped over, gagging, like I I was pouring water out of every orifice in my body. (laughs) So I had I had to call the Indian people back and I was like, Y'all just almost killed me. Like this was an edible and the man delivered another batch of indian food with virtually no spice it was just vegetables oh that's nice yeah but did i almost you, did you mix night. them
0: together or did you just eat the second one because no, i feel like you I can think, mix a little bit of the first one into
1: the second one no i literally can't even think about it without my husband Jeez, it was so, so uh, damn spicy man
0: Ben, can i ask you a question absolutely speaking of spicy Russell Westbrook and Paul George were pretty spicy last night, accusing Ooh. Georgian big man Zaza Pachulia, uh, some people pronounce it Zaza, you can do what you will with that, saying he's a dirty player because he fell on, quote-unquote fell, on Russell Westbrook's leg. Golden State Warriors fans and Georgians, I assume, are sharing of <laughs> pictures where you can see Nick Young's foot behind Zaza's knee and it could have pulled him forward. Did is is this is, is has there been too many times where like he's been quote unquote clumsy or just in the wrong place at the wrong time and fallen on someone or stepped under someone for it to be a coincidence at this point or is he just that, you know, unlucky that he ends up in all these situations?
1: I think Zaza's the type to steal the trail mix you've been wanting to eat, you know, oh, like wow. the, you bring it That's to work. That's real dirty. Yeah, yeah, you bring it to work, you put it in the cupboard, you even write your name on it in permanent marker, you know, just so people make sure it's yours, so there's no mistake about it, and it's gone. Again, is it a coincidence that you worked with Zaza that same shift? I don't think so, man. He obviously fell on the guy's knee on purpose. I don't think he did it with the intention of hurting Russell Westbrook. It seemed like he wanted to just kind of lay on him to make sure he doesn't get back on defense. The momentum (sighs) was swinging that way. But like you said, he did it to Kawhi Leonard in the Conference Finals, I think, last year. And I he's a 270-pound dude. Nick Young's foot's not going to make you collapse on another man like that. It's pretty easy to get untangled in that situation. Well, here's no?
0: the here's the thing. I feel like Zaza, and this pains me to say, he he was a part of a great Bucks team in 2014, 15. Absolutely a dirty player, and probably the smartest dirty player. Because he doesn't just, like, drop the people's elbow on someone, like, for no reason. Like, he always finds a way to justify it. Like, he's like, you ever know a guy who just does not, like, treat his his or her significant other right, like a person? But they always have, a, like, an excuse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I didn't call you because, you know, my phone died or I was at a movie or whatever, whatever. And they're out here scheming. That's Zaza. Zaza is always like, "Oh no, like I didn't, I didn't like drop on your leg on purpose." Like Nick Young's foot was here, so I tripped. You know, oh, I was just trying to contest this three pointer, and I slid a little. You know, I'm very big; it's hard for me to control. Like he always has an out, so he doesn't like get in real trouble. Besides, just everyone in the NBA besides the Warriors hating him. But I, I definitely feel like he is doing a lot of this stuff on purpose. Like I don't. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's good for the game. Like I, I, I wish he would get a fine or something. Like the league tries to do something, because like Russell Westbrook could have gotten seriously hurt, and like he fell on Paul George when, he fell on KD. That one was his teammate. Maybe that was an accident. He fell on Paul George recently. He just like falls backwards right onto his leg. Like it's just like how many guys are routinely falling on legs. I feel like it's not that common. Like, one player falling on legs left and right.
1: What is his purpose, though? Like, is he trying to hurt Russell Westbrook? Like, what are you doing there if you're doing that on purpose?
0: I don't know, man. Like, maybe, maybe, like you said, just, like, I don't think he's trying to, like, you know, like, cause someone to be out like Kawhi's been out. Like, I don't think he wants to seriously hurt guys. But I think, like, imagine, like, even though Russell Westbrook wasn't quote-unquote hurt after that, like, I'm sure it, it did hurt. I'm sure he's probably sore, you know. Like that little stuff, it could be like just a war of attrition. Just like I'm just gonna beat you up subtly and like m- make your your legs hurt and maybe like twist an ankle or something. I I don't know. Like I I don't I, I like to think that he would like no one in the NBA would try to seriously injure someone else like that, uh, except for when Bobby Portis gave Nikola Mirotic the uh, the work upside his head. But I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I I love the reaction from the rest of the league. How Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, and the rest of the guys were just like, all right, this is enough. Like, yeah, this no is one crazy. likes playing against this dude. He's hurt people before. Like, he's you got to step in and stop this guy from ending careers.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird to me the Warriors roll with him. I mean, maybe they feel like you know their team is so not tough aside from Draymond and like David West that they need to get as many like quote unquote enforcers as they can because obviously like. I mean, Steph is terrifying to play against because of his threes, but Steph isn't going to, like, push someone over. Right. You know, I I do think, like, they've talked about, like, they need Draymond for that toughness. I feel like they look at guys like David West and Zaza the same way. Like, we need to get some toughness in here. Maybe that's why they keep him around, but it's not like they're hard up to find players who want to play in Golden State. And they have, like, seven centers on this roster. It's weird to me that with all, like, the controversy that Golden State, I guess they just ride for their guys no matter
1: what. And that's a good segue to my question, man. Like, I, I loved the Warriors a couple of years ago. It's, they still seemed to have the underdog type mentality, especially before KD came there. And they were like the NBA's darlings all of a sudden, you know, came through. Um, all their players were grown together. Um, all their star players were drafted. None of them came from free agency and whatnot. But this year, man, I- am I wrong in thinking there is no NBA darling this year?
0: Um, I think for a while it was the Celtics. Uh, and you know the Raptors, whoever wants to write off, I think the East had some darlings, and then the Cavaliers made those trades and now it just feels like they're gonna destroy those teams now right like I don't think anyone like in the in today's snapshot of the n b a is like oh the the Raptors are gonna come out of the East at this point like it's gonna i think it's gonna be the Cavs now. Um, but like, if you if we got the Celtics or the Raptors in the finals, they would absolutely be darlings. And I think the Rockets are a little undersold right now. Like the Rockets are very very. Are they still first in the East
1: or the uh, West? Excuse me. Yeah, they're first in the West. But am I wrong in thinking they're not likable? Like, no, none of these teams are very likable. I don't think the Celtics are very likable. Houston isn't very likable. Chris Paul and James Harden are incredibly irritating.
0: Yeah, that's true. The Raptors still first in the East. I think the Raptors are likable.
1: Kind of, I guess.
0: DeMar DeRozan publicly uh, announcing that he's struggling with depression right now is a, a very oh, wow. interesting storyline. Did you not see this?
1: I did not. Did this come out today?
0: No, it was uh, a couple weeks ago. He it was just a tweet. He hasn't like talked about it at length, but he tweeted something about like this depression has got is like get the best of me some days or something along those lines. That's not a verbatim quote because um, he's been going through a lot of personal stuff. I want to say like someone in his family I believe is ill at the moment and he's going through uh stuff with the the mother of his kids I believe like and it's I, I don't want to speak on it in depth I'm not this isn't really a gossip podcast but I mean these are difficult things and he's having a career year but at the same time like I thought it was interesting for him to publicly say that I feel like now as I wasn't I certainly wasn't ever rooting against DeMar DeRozan but now I'm kind of like You know, really good for him because a lot of people have difficulty speaking about things like that if they are going on. And I think...
1: Absolutely, man. Think about how many players there are in the league and how many of them inevitably suffer from mental illness or just go through personal problems where you otherwise wouldn't think they would because they're NBA players and you look at them like they're these superheroes. But in reality, they, they suffer from things that the average Joe does as well. So, shout out to DeMar DeRozan for raising that topic. I, I hope that he eventually, when, once he gets comfortable and once he works through it, um, opens up even more about it, you know, starts the discussion because that's super important.
0: Yeah, I think it would be really interesting. And I think, uh, you know, it makes, uh, and even besides that, I think the Raptors have been a good story this year because, you know, how often does a team seem like they've leveled out? Like, they okay, they, they can't beat Cleveland ever. And last summer, um, Masai Ujiri obviously had the the quote about, like, we're going to change how we do things. And everyone immediately was like, well, Dwayne Casey's out. That's over. Right. You know, they're probably going to trade. They're going to let Kyle walk or they're going to trade DeMar or whatever, whatever. And they said, you know what? No, like, we're going to change the way we play. But we can do that with Dwayne Casey and we can do that with these players we have. And they really just changed everything on the fly. They played They let more of these young guys have a role in the team. And, you know, as much fun as it is for you to say Fred Van Vliet's not beating LeBron, it has made them a lot better to get more contributions from guys like that and have people more involved in the offense, aside from just like, all right, Kyle, Iso, Tamar, you know, pull up from 18 feet and make it because you're just that good. Like, they've been a lot of fun to watch. But I, I do agree that I don't think there's any one team that, you could look at and go, "Oh, it's these guys. Like these guys are ready to really compete and they're extremely likable." I think the Raptors are probably right. the closest. I will say in the East, the the Bucks a little bit and really the 76ers who have won 7 straight games. Right. It's fun to watch Simmons and Joel Embiid play. Even if the Sixers hive can be a little insufferable sometimes, like their players, their actual the guys on the team they're really good, and they're young, and Embiid is just a blast. Like I really, really, really hoping Embiid stays healthy throughout the season and postseason, because like him in the playoffs would just be incredible.
1: Yeah, they they have a lot of boyish. They have the boyish feel, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, and I mean they just feel young. They look like they're having fun when they're playing out there. They're clearly very young. They make a ton of mistakes. I think they're one of the league leaders in turnovers, but they're still super fun to watch. They all get along. They're exciting. Their fan base is awesome. Uh, the reporters I have a little bit, of, you know, a bone to pick with, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I think they're if, if they can make a push in the playoffs, they're definitely going to be one of those teams to watch for sure.
0: They have not lost a game since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Seven and one, seven and zero. Oh, excuse me in that in that stretch. And right now, they're the seventh uh, spot in the East, and Boston is number two. If I'm Boston, I really don't want the Sixers in the first round. Because, like, who on Boston is doing anything to Joel Embiid? Like, I'm guessing they would try to use Aaron Baines a bit. Like, Greg Monroe's bigger too, but like they just don't have anyone who's going to stop Embiid from doing whatever he wants to do.
1: And when you're playing a team like that, that has nothing to lose, they're just happy to be in the playoffs for the first time in years. And they're incredibly talented. They have guys that can go on runs. Marco Bellinelli, I think, is going to help him down the stretch. Yeah, he is. They're a terrifying team, man.
0: Well, they can put out like Bellinelli, Redick, Simmons, Covington, and Embiid. And that's like all shooters in Simmons. And Embiid's not really a shooter, but he's his own monster. So you talk about you got Ben Simmons, three pretty good. Well, Bellinelli's not a really good defender, but he can shoot. So three shooters, two good wing defenders in Redick and Covington, and then Embiid who, when he's on the floor, they're just a monster defensively because no one can get through him to score. Like, that's, for a Celtics team that struggles to score points at times, especially if Kyrie is not on the floor, like, that's going to be tough. Like, the bottom of the... Like I I do think people are saying the playoffs are going to be boring. The Warriors are going to win. They probably will, sure. But if you look at the East, like, I think there's going to be at least three good series in the first round. Like, right now... The bottom four seeds are the Pacers, who have been a lot of fun, even if they've... It feels like they cooled off lately, although they're on a four-game winning streak. The Bucks, who Giannis is going to make any series fun, and it looks like Jabari is getting, going to be healthy by then. The Sixers, who we just talked about. And the Heat, who, uh, since they're coached by Eric Spolstra, always just play super hard, and they usually are in some sort of a position to win, even if they're 2-8 in their last 10. Uh, I, I think that's gonna be the eight teams in the playoffs. Like, I don't think the Pistons are gonna make it back. They're just not that good. But uh, maybe even if they do make it, then you got Blake Griffin in the playoffs in the East. So it's like, I don't know. None of the top four teams are gonna have a really easy second round. I feel like I think the Heat are the worst of those teams by far. But I don't know. This it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, and John Wall should be back by then in Washington. They won eight out of the last 11 without him. So they just beat the the healthy Cavs team, the rejuvenated Cavs team. So I think they got some momentum on their side too. It should be interesting. But yeah, come playoff time, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see anyone. I don't foresee anyone beating the Warriors. But
0: I don't either. But the, I do think like the Rockets are going to make it very interesting. This team right now is on an 11-game uh, win streak which is pretty impressive. I'm trying to find the day of the last game they lost right now. Uh, It's going to be a pretty long time ago. January 26th at at New Orleans is the last time the Rockets lost. So the entire month of February, if they make it through a couple more days, they will not have lost a game.
1: It's pretty impressive. But I don't know, man. Just watching how the Warriors shut down Paul George – yesterday just completely granted he didn't miss some open open shots but i mean clay thompson really really did a number on him, man and yeah westbrook really couldn't get going either and carmelo anthony's pretty washed up at this point
0: yeah i mean they're not
1: the rockets but
0: i mean people thinking the warriors were actually mortal because they did just clearly did not care about the regular season at least the pre-all-star break like the first cut like the first month i feel like they were kind of trying and then I think they just got bored before the break. They were just like, who cares about any of this? Who cares if we're the first seed? Do, 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 right. do you really think the Warriors are like, oh, no, I hope we don't pull seven instead of eight. What are we going to do? Although I, do, I, do, I will say, in fairness, that extra home game in the in the series with them and the Rockets will matter. I think it should matter a lot to Houston because Houston has to look at it and say, if we win our home games, we can beat the Warriors. Maybe we have a chance. Right. What are, you, uh, what are you swiping yeah. left or right on?
1: Let's get to Tinder. I'm swiping right on the Trey Burke renaissance, hey. man. The, the Knicks don't have much going for him right now. I think they did when, before Porzingis Pur- got hurt. But that random Trey Burke signing, it was nice to see him back in the league because I know how hard he works. And I'm sure you've seen it covering the herd. Once you go down to the G League, it's super hard to get call-ups, especially if you've been in the NBA for a while. Um, teams know what, what you give them. Uh, a lot of them aren't willing to afford you a second or third chance, and and Trey's played for Utah, he's played for Washington's so guys, kind of know what they can expect from him. But he lit it up, led the G League in points per game, got a call up, got a ten, got a uh, two way with the Knicks, got a call up, scored 26 points two games in a row, has been averaging 24 and 8 per 36 minutes. I'm not saying he's going to be a double digit scorer in the league, or probably even a consistent ro- rotation player for the Knicks, because they got Nikola and. Moutier there now, but I think he deserves a ton of credit being a lottery pick, not living up to expectations, falling out of the league. I mean, for most guys, if you reach that point, it's over. You go play overseas or you just stay in the G League, but he found his way back. A lot of guys would have succumbed to the pressure, but he came back and now he's looking like a productive NBA player. He's been thrust in the lineup ahead of guys like Moutier and Nilikina and he looks like a like a decent NBA player now. I hope he sticks around and he's able to play, play at this level because it's been fun to see him and Tim Hardwit together again. That hasn't been talked about much either. So for a team that has doesn't have much going for him right now, it's it's pretty fun to see Trey Burke find his way back in New York. So shout out to Trey Burke. The Trey Burke renaissance is real. Hopefully he keeps it up. He's a great guy. works his butt off. And hopefully, hopefully he stays around for a while. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I like that too. I mean, just like what you mentioned with the G League, I got to talk to Brandon Jennings on Wednesday, who's with the Herd right now. And uh, aside from a great quote about uh, saying Bucks in six, however many years ago against the Heat, um, one of the more interesting things he said besides that was, like, he's basically said, like, I'm still young and I'm changing my game to get back to the NBA. Like, guys take it really seriously if they were NBA players and then all of a sudden they're not. And it's not because, you know, they're like physically unable to play or because they're old. Like, Brandon Jennings, Trey Burke. Young ish guys in their 20s who realize that, listen, like I, I was a, a, a high draft pick, but that doesn't mean anything after a couple of years. Like, it doesn't mean enough. Like, you have to bring it. So, it's nice to see Trey Burke bringing it. It's nice to see Brandon Jennings focusing on the three pointer and making a lot of them with the herd. I will say quickly on the Knicks poor Frank Nulakina, man. Like, what does this guy have to do to get some minutes? Now we got two point guards playing more than him. In Moutier and in uh, Trey Burke and like you said, Trey Burke's been great. I I, I why did they need to go get Moutier? Like I, I get that they didn't really give anything up, but like you have a young point guard you took like ninth overall. You gave up Dennis Smith Jr. for him, and uh, everyone now is doing their. You know I would have taken Dennis Smith Jr. over into the Kina. Sure, whatever, right. maybe. I think Milikina could be good. He's a really long point guard, this French kid. I think he can play, but he doesn't really get minutes, he doesn't get to start, he's never really gotten to start. I just I, I wonder what they're doing there. And and making some of the decisions they make on who to play. Like they refuse to play Billy Hunter Gomez, but Ennis Cantor is starting. Like you know what you have in Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor won't be around when the Knicks if the Knicks ever become respectable again, most likely. Like actually with a chance to win more than a game in the playoffs. It's going to take a while to get there. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The Knicks are the Knicks.
1: I think for a while there, it looked like they were on the cusp of maybe sneaking into the playoffs, but once Porzingis went down, like you oh, said, yeah, it doesn't it's, really it's make over. sense to it's keep over. playing guys who aren't going to be a part of your core going forward, you know? So.
0: I mean, I would play Nilakina What are you would, swiping right on? Time? I would have started Nilikina anyway. Uh, I'm swiping right on the accountant. I saw it today. Have you seen the accountant? No, you don't watch
1: movies. I've never seen it now.
0: <laughs> so do you do you have you do you know of the accountant?
1: I've never heard of it now.
0: So Ben Affleck has like a mild, I think, form of autism in the movie, and he is an accountant, but he's also like a like he's an accountant for like dangerous cartels, and he like does it to make money, and he gives the money to like this. Well, that, that's kind of a spoiler. I won't tell you where he gets the money, but it's like an action movie. He has a thing with uh, Anna Kendrick, because of course. Um, but it's it's a pretty good movie. The interesting thing about it is this is something I heard on the Rewatchables a Ringer podcast about Goodwill Hunting. Originally, Goodwill Hunting's ending has Matt Damon's character Will Hunting like running from the police and becoming some sort of an agent. And I think Chris Ryan, it was on that podcast, said. I'm pretty sure when Ben Affleck made the accountant, it was just that version of that ending of Goodwill Hunting. It's basically like, if if they had done it that way, it would kind of look like this. And I went into the accountant knowing about that theory, and I found it very enjoyable. Although it's Affleck instead of uh, Matt Damon, just thinking like this is like alternate Goodwill Hunting. Like if Will Hunting was engineered to be some sort of a secret agent type instead of a, a just a mathematician, like. I don't know. It was interesting, and it's it's a it's a pretty good movie too. Like it was it was interesting. It has a oh no I can't remember his name. John Barrenthal, I believe who is plays the Punisher, uh, who is someone I I like even though some people don't like him. Um, but that these are my my hot movie takes. I hate talking about films because I feel like some people. Have like They, they talk about like the camera work and the lighting. I don't really know about that, but like I was entertained watching this movie. I thought it had some good moments, and it was pretty funny, all things considered. So would recommend The Accountant.
1: I'm going to have to check it out as a movie connoisseur and someone yeah. who just understands cinematography.
0: Obviously. Have you seen Good Will Hunting?
1: I'm swiping left.
0: I have never seen Good Will Hunting. So you should watch Good Will Hunting. Then I'm the worst, Ty. I apologize. Yeah, I this, it's fine. What are you swiping left on?
1: I'm swiping left on Uber drivers engaging in philosophical inquiry. On Thursday, I got a little buzz, went on a double date, which I'm not allowed to speak about per my girlfriend. I've been uh, restricted to my First Amendment rights. But <laughs> Went on a double date. I had to, you know, I had to get a little tipsy on there. Ubered, got an Uber back, and my man there, like, you know, I don't know why he started talking about intuitions, but then he started telling me how he sees nothing but black and white. He's like, there's no gray area for me, right? And I'm, I'm one, I'm tipsy, and I have no idea what this man is talking about, right? <laughs> then he starts talking about how he was, in a, he was in foster care, like his parents might have died. Oh, my God. Uh, then he had like paramilitary training. This dude was giving Whoa. me the story of Batman. <laughs> he was giving me the Batman story. Like, I was buzzing and I knew this guy was BSing me, man. Like every single time he'd say some BS, he would go, he'd like sniffle hard, right? Oh
0: yeah, he's got here to tell. He'd say,
1: "So uh, uh, yeah, I was in foster care, and uh, you know, I see nothing but black and white. You know, I can just, I can just intercept people's thoughts." Like he was, he was going through this <laughs> deep philosophical theory on, on how to perceive what people are saying and if they're trying to lead you on in certain conversations and whatnot. And I was drunk, and I was like, Jonathan, I'm gonna give you three stars for this. <laughs> drop me off and i'm gonna go home man so if you're an uber driver out there do everyone a favor give us the OX cord play some cardi b yes and get me home safely stop engaging in philosophical inquiry
0: listen i, I i've usually had good experience with ubers and lyfts i take lyfts. It, it depends on who gives me the better coupon code that day I know some people say you should take a lift because of moral reasons. Yeah, I probably should, but you know, if Uber sends me that fifty percent off, I'm I'm gonna have to suspend my boycott. I'm sorry, I can be bought and sold. I'm not past <laughs> that yet. Um, I, I, the the worst experience I had in either of them, I, I took a lift to the bars, and usually I will strike up a conversation with the driver because I feel awkward if I don't. You know, I like when the music's on. When there's no music, I feel weird. It's too quiet. I like some music. Like you said, get some right. get some rapper, some hip-hop, something like that, just to have in the background in case I don't feel like really talking. But I, I like to strike up a conversation and you know, ask him, how is it going, whatever. This dude would just not talk. He had kind of a weird smell. He looked unkempt. Wow. And he had, like, this thing, like, on his windshield. that looks like it might hold a GPS, but it wasn't holding anything. And I kind of pointed to it, and I was like, yo, what's this? And he's, like, looking, like, way out the window. Like, he's, like, what, what, what? I was, like, nothing. It's good. It's good. Just shot me off, bro. Don't say nothing else. Like, I'm giving you, like, two stars, my guy. You're freaking me out. I was worried I wasn't going to make it to my idea. destination. I was worried I was going to be just gone. On
1: my way there. You're lucky we're recording this podcast right now. Yeah. Like, on my way there, on my way to this double date, we got an Uber. And, you know, I live in New York, so I asked this man. Hey, what are your thoughts on Andrew Cuomo? You know, just, just trying to start oh a oh conversation. And what are your thoughts on the governor, right? On the governor. And he goes, he looks at me, and I was wearing a suit and a tie, right? Yeah. So I looked a little sketchy, I guess. And he looked at me, he's like, so, like, why? Why are you asking me that? And my girl goes, ah, no, like, he's he's not, he doesn't know Cuomo or anything. Like, he's just being stupid. Like, don't mind him. Yeah. And then I pulled out my phone to charge it, and he goes, you got to put that away. Like, what are you, what are you doing with that? What? what? You, like he, he freaked out on me. And I was just going to charge my phone and I was, I was crying, man. Cause I was like, man, I'm just trying to charge my phone. Like this dude's tweaking on me. Damn.
0: So he was worried. So he thought you were calling the
1: governor. Yeah. He thought I was calling the governor or like trying to bust this dude for something. Yeah. Like what is my man hiding, yo? I don't and know. And why do you only know. see black and white?
0: Was this the same guy?
1: No. Oh, that was, that's, but they so were both, had, had like both the same ways. camp. Honestly, dude, like Honestly they were probably both built in some crazy ass lab where they create strange Uber drivers, man.
0: They have too many of those labs apparently. Um I'm swiping left on Ed Sheeran. Do I even need to explain this one? Like does it does it does it require more words than that for someone to get what I mean? Like this dude, so I've I've talked on this podcast before, but I listen to the radio a good amount because it's easier like if I'm going to drive 10 minutes like for me to play music in my car on my phone, I have like this thing that plugs into my phone. It really, it, it goes from my phone through one of those Apple converters to an aux cord to this thing that I have to plug into the car to get power. And then that sends a radio signal and I have to link up my radio to it. You can already tell this is an ordeal. This is a lot. If I'm driving to work, you know, it's like 11 minute drive. I don't want to do all that for 11 minutes. It's not even worth it. So I just put the radio on. Man, I'm happy if I hear, you know, I've heard the Camila Caballo song way too many times, Havana, unana, na nah, but still, like, I'll listen to it, you know, if I get lucky, there's like some Drake on, if I get real lucky, I hear Migos, it's far too rare though, I'm a little upset there's not more Migos on, you know, I want to dance with my dogs in the nighttime when I'm driving to work, if you know what I'm saying, but when I hear this man Ed Sheeran come on, I just, I, I'll flip to every other station in the world to see if there's anything else, man. Like, he has one song that's okay, the Shape of You song, it's alright, because it at least has some sort of a beat. But this dude really has songs with no beat. Castle on the Hill, it's like, there's nothing going on in this track. It's just him kind of singing, and I'm like, he's not that good. Like, if you had, like, an Adele voice, you can do that, where there's, like, nothing else going on in the track. But it's 2018, bro. If you don't have a beautiful voice, you better have a great beat, or something really good to say. I feel like Ed Sheeran does not have any of the three things. I need more. I need more from my art.
1: I feel like you're a little hater, to be honest with you. That's fine. I kinda mess with Ed Sheeran. Really? My man he 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 looks like he lives in a treehouse and he's super popular he's because a hobby. he's incredibly talented. Ah, uh, is he? You don't mess with But Patalina? What? But loving you?
0: I've heard it too till
1: much. Yeah, are seventy.
0: all all the songs I'm over it and I'm gonna get like the out of the 19 people who listen to this if any of them are women they hate me now (laughs) and that's fine that's fine I deserve it for a lot of reasons but I'm just not on the Ed Sheeran train man I'm not with it I'm tired of him I'm over him give me more Charlie Puth Charlie Puth makes bangers and he sings in a high voice like I just I don't know Ed Sheeran's tracks just don't do it for me man
1: I think Ed's gonna come back hard. I, I didn't mess with his new thing, but I think he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna make a hard comeback.
0: See, I feel like Ed low key messes might... with rap. Like he did a cover of Trap Queen by Fetty, but he doesn't really really work with rappers. I feel like I would mess with them more if he had a rapper with him on some tracks. And maybe he has one or two. I don't know, but I feel like from what I hear of Ed Sheeran, it's always like just him. And I'm like, man, like if you really like rap music and Fetty Wap, like make a song with Fetty Wap.
1: That I would listen to. That would be nasty. I, I,
0: Definitely get an ice where cream is tattoo
1: Fetty Wap? I have no idea.
0: Uh, we have not heard from Fetty Wap since he dropped that album, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Someone find... He's somewhere eating a trail mix.
0: Maybe, yeah. Maybe Fetty took it, man. Man, this, I, I Google Ed Sheeran. First thing that comes up, songwriter review. Ed Sheeran, an ordinary bloke writing ordinary songs. It's probably like a positive, cute review by The Guardian. But that's really facts. Just some guy. I'm going to start writing songs.
1: I can't even respond to that.
0: That's fine. Do we have one mailbag question? I thought you got we one. We got one. I think you got I didn't get any.
1: We both got one. I didn't see it. No, we definitely. We got one from a human being named Mother of Plants.
0: I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I have a cactus. It's in my Tinder account. Father of plants. Over I have here. a
1: Stacy. I don't know what she is, but stacy has been alive for about one and a half years. Oh, that's pretty I long. I berate time. her every morning and, and she seems to grow. Wow. Uh, Mother of plants, who is my girlfriend, sent us a mailbag question and asked, Ty, what are your thoughts on Donovan Mitchell and his girlfriend? I love them so much and think that the real deal slash both perfect. Ty, can you break down, the life of an NBA athlete and how difficult Obviously. it is to maintain Obviously. a relationship.
0: Who, who would know more about this than I? The single, non-athlete, non-NBA player. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I figured you've been around locker rooms. I mean, I'm sure you've got to that's, know That's That's what I, I ask know. about. That's um, what
0: I, I go in the locker room. You know, Xavier Munford just dropped 35. I'm like, X, how hard is it to maintain a, a healthy relationship while you're playing pro basketball? I've never asked that question. Um, it's a good question. If you're
1: doing enough then.
0: Yeah, I'm, I should probably be I fighting. mean, I was
1: telling her, man, um, Bradley Beal came into the league dating the same chick he was dating from high school, I think. And then Bradley started learning how to dribble. He started creating <laughs> for himself a little bit more. He wasn't just a standstill shooter. Well, points per game average went up. Got had- to the second round, said, see a high school girlfriend. I'm going to date this reality star. Donovan oh, Mitchell. man just won the slam dunk championship. Took out his little sister to dunk on her. Right? That's cute. Took out his third cousin. Took out his mom. Everyone from his fam. Girl was nowhere to be found. Oh, don't do this. Listen, that's all I'm gonna say. Listen.
0: For every Brad Beal, for every there's more there's more Brad Beals than the other example. But uh, if you need an example of a beautiful relationship lasting the the rigors of nba stardom look no further than lebron james who is married to savannah his high school sweetheart uh, they have a beautiful family with three children lebron is who we all want to be really no one there's no one who you say if you could switch lives with anyone who would you switch lives with i feel like lebron is just an obvious answer but regardless it's you know i don't want to i don't know how happy donovan mitchell and his his partner are i i would assume that they're happy because donovan mitchell seems like he's usually happy although he was despondent about burn notice being taken off netflix which really made me think like donovan i feel like you could buy the series now but anyway um but you know i, I don't know what's best for him Maybe uh maybe he's committed forever. Maybe that relationship doesn't work out. But there is evidence that you know you can be in the NBA without being out here. You know, being a player, so to speak. Like not every NBA player. Giannis Antetokounmpo is in a very loving relationship, even though he made it kind of hot for himself by posting his Valentine's Day present on uh, Instagram Live. I don't know if you saw this or not, Ben.
1: I didn't. What was it?
0: Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so he got... Um, I'm trying to... I don't think, like, given the way we we kind of leave this podcast to be not too mature, I don't think I can actually say it, but there's a bell he received. I, I believe a, a gag gift is how the way I read the situation from his girlfriend, and it was ring for... And then there was something on the bell after Ring 4 that I'm not going to say in case we have any young, impressionable viewers who somehow don't have access to this clip, which you can find very easily. But uh, he kind of held it up, and he was like geeked, and he goes, the Greek freak on the court and in the sheets, and then the video cut out. But Giannis is adorable. But uh, committed relationship. Giannis is at a I I can't see him being out here. That's true sketchy, acting sketchy, like I just can't see it. He's too pure. And may we all remember the one man trying to find a real relationship and not able to do it, not in the NBA, but related to it, Drizzy Drake, man. I feel like if you go out with Drake, Drake would not cheat on you because as we talked about last time, Drake is the one true lord of us all. God's plan.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: That is true. Follow I don't Drake's know lead.
1: how... You're swimming in gold like that, and you have access to virtually everything, yet you've struggled to find love. So maybe maybe he doesn't have it all, Ty.
0: I feel like it's interesting to me that Drake only tries to date super successful and famous women at this point. Like, I, I can't imagine, just because, like, all the what names of people do? he's been linked to. Yeah, I guess it would be weird office
1: if, Max? if Drake's, like, It would be weird if you went into Office Max yeah. you know, and found the chick who's getting laid off soon.
0: I mean, it, does it matter, though? Like, if you're with Drake, does it matter what you did before?
1: I don't know. I guess, but people are attracted to success. Yeah,
0: no, that's guess, true. Right? That's true. I mean, you talk about J-Lo, Serena Williams, Taylor Swift. Yeah. He said Ooh, he would do I didn't know that one. They, he, they were at a party together, and he introduced her to his mom. But I, I think that's as far as it went. Wow. Is, is that not the most Drake thing you've ever heard?
1: Yeah, that's like where the relationship started and ended. Yeah, the mom let's, introduction.
0: Let's not forget, he said he would do Adele's laundry. Someone brought up wow. Adele to him. He said, "I would, I would." In, in sultry Drake voice, back when he had the the sort of mini fro, I would do her laundry, and it was just normal because it was Drake. Whoa. But the creepiest version of so, anything like that has to be the infamous Kevin Durant tweet. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: This is Amber Rose.
0: No, Scarlett Johansson. KD tweeted, oh. "Scarlett Johansson, I will drink your bathwater." Hashtag random. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's a shot. It's a shot. He took a shot there. He didn't tag her though.
0: I, I believe he just kind of uh, he just wrote the name. <laughs> what a funny tweet this is.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm kind of creeped out.
0: Here's the exact tweet, Scarlett. Lowercase j johansson, I will drink your bath water Dot dot dot. Wow, hashtag so he's hashtag random.
1: Like he's not even. He would. Yeah, it's not. He that would. That is gonna show up to her apartment, and drink that bathwater.
0: I I really don't think Scarlett Johansson ever, like, replied to it. But I really wish yeah, she had. she got
1: an order of protection. What would you say? She got an order of protection as soon as she got that to eat
0: Probably, I mean, I don't think anyone's real worried about uh, uh, KD like running up on them.
1: I guess if it was like okay. Dwight Howard, then you gotta be scared.
0: I have an update. Bill Simmons asked Durant about it in a po- they did a mailbag podcast where he just asked good questions. Builded on Twitter to KD, here's Durant's answer uh, about the if 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 Scarlett Johansson's aware of the suite, He said this in 2017. I hope she is aware of it, Durant said. Oh, no. It's strange now because I look really, it made me look crazy. But now it makes me look real cool. I would. I actually love Scarlett Johansson. Wow. And I would do that. And she's single now. Wow.
1: Wow. So he thought that was like, I'm going to double down. Now that have MVP. You know
0: what? That's gutsy. Like I—I. I, I don't I'm, know if gutsy
1: is the right word, man.
0: I mean, it's that, or you say like, "Oh, I got hacked," which is like the lamest, the most obvious lie.
1: Or is you just double down and just, "I'm gonna creep on you harder."
0: I, yeah, I don't think it worked because I haven't heard anything about Scarlett Johansson and KD. But imagine if that worked for him, it'd be bad if it did. More people would be saying weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, like
1: this. what do you, what do you do? You take her out on a date, and then she looks at you. I guess, like, yeah, so Scarlett, what are we doing tonight? Are you taking a bath or? I, are you, are you just out make after sure you that? Don't-
0: like, is it over? Is it yeah. over forever if a girl has you on record. Absolutely,
1: that's a red flag.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Is it like a is it like a, a sliding scale where like the more attractive you are, the more you can get away with it? Like if George Clooney says it, I don't think
1: it? so. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's turning anyone on.
0: I don't think so either. Unless you know, unless you're about that, you know, talk about it on Twitter Life and have a thing for someone drinking your bathwater, I guess. I don't know. Oh, man. Can't relate to that. What a turn this has taken. I know. KD's a freak,
1: man. You should put that on your Tinder profile.
0: We'll drink your bathwater? Yes. I don't think I'm going to do that.
1: See, see how many right swipes you get?
0: Probably zero. Except KD, who will just, <laughs> you know, not. don't drink oh, mine. Don't, no, 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 no. He'll be like, don't drink mine, but, like, I can relate to you. I think we can be friends. We share common interests. I don't know why I'd be able. I'm to... sure
1: there's an app for that.
0: <laughs> there probably is at this point. I want to clarify. Uh, I have my Tinder set to only pull up women, and I'm sure KD probably does too. So there's no way we could but, swipe on each other. But if KD came up on our Tinder, I would swipe right. Action. Uh, KD probably is not from Scarlett what Johansson though. Uh, not from Scarlett Johansson, that's for sure.
1: Wow, so now you're throwing all the right swipes under the bus, too. That's for what sure. What is that? Well, who am I, who am
0: I throwing under the bus?
1: You just threw all your right no, swipes I under not. the bus. I not said from, not Scarlett from Scarlett Johansson. Johansson, that's for sure. Well, yeah. That's for sure, he added.
0: That specific person. Who are you getting right swipes from? Not Scarlett Johansson. You think you're going <laughs> to get info out of me like I didn't grow up in Milwaukee. Like, I'm not going to talk. You can't get me to talk.
1: Okay. Hey, I man, I, I might make like a little... Bird little catfish account you know oh and God. set my settings to oshkosh wisconsin and if i see you out there with xavier munford if i catch that <laughs> i'm swiping right and i want to see what your game's like you know i, don't, I, do, I
0: do not have x on my tinder account i, feel, I don't that'd be weird
1: do you hit him with the hey sorry for the late reply it was covering the milwaukee herd wisconsin herd
0: no wisconsin I do, uh,
1: herd you hit him with that. Sorry. Was cu- was out hanging out with NBA players. What's good though. Did you take a bath
0: earlier? Oh my god. I'm o- only the, you, last only the last Scarlett part. Only the last part. Only the last part. I only ask about the the bath water. Okay. Just the water It's all I'm concerned with. <laughs> oh, it's time to close up the podcast now. Uh it just feels like a good time. Actually five minutes ago would have been perfect. Um Thanks for listening. Uh as always, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, follow it on Twitter at Talkers Talk. Follow me at Ty Windish. Follow Ben at Ben Mahitch MBA. Uh, shout out to Joy Burbs, who does the intro and outro music for Talkers Talk. Um, thanks for listening. Ben, any last notes here? I
1: just want to give a shout out to every personal chef out there. Oh, yeah. For being personal chefs and I think that's when you made it in life when you have a personal chef.
0: Yeah, shout out so to strive for that. The status symbols.
1: It's Monday, it's a new
0: week, strive for do that. Don't drink any bath water this week, people.